0: Welcome to the New Mexico Motorsports Report, presented by Hewitt Performance, Albuquerque Driveway, Alburns Truck and Equipment, and Swope Real Estate. Your host, David Swope, will be talking about events happening around the state and on the national scene, whether it's got two wheels or four wheels, pavement and off-road racing or park and shine. If you are into it, we are into it. Now, here is
1: your host, David Swope. Good morning. It's Saturday morning. That means it's time for the New Mexico Motorsports Report. I'm your host, David Swope, and we'll be talking about automotive-related motorsports activities around the state and on the national scene, where that has two wheels or four, asphalt or dirt track racing, off-road or park-and-shine. We'll be talking about it. this is New Mexico's only show devoted to motorsports-related activities with a full hour here on ESPN Radio 1017, the team. And uh, I have to indulge for just a moment. The Chiefs are world champions. Uh, nobody but R.J. Lees picked them to win. What, what what do you think, R.J.? I mean, did your uh,
2: did your your betting lines just shoot up after that? Uh, I, I had a I had a good I had a good Super Bowl weekend, that's for sure. I'll give a little shout. Scott Coletti said Week One the Chiefs were going to win, so I mean, he even beat me to that one. But man, it was just a crazy game back and forth. I mean, mm-hmm. it it was the two. I mean, it was the best team I think against the best coaching quarterback, and the co- coaching quarterback got the victory. Simple as that. It was a uh, Want to remember? I thought I was really surprised on just the score. I mean, just kept ah. going up and up, and I'm just like, "Hey, I'm ready for it." But it was a fun time. I mean, I have some family members, of course. Dave, I'm I'm rooting for y'all to win it. <laughs> so it was uh, it was much it was much earned coming back from ten at halftime. I mean, y'all, y'all aren't scared of deficits. It's as simple as that. So the Chiefs did what they had to do, get the victory, and get to celebrate as long as they can until uh, sad September's. So the next time we're going to see some NFL.
1: Right. Well. Uh, <clears throat> Um, I'm, I'm still scared. I'm still a scared fan. I mean, if you're a Kansas City fan, you're always a scared fan. But it's fantastic. Now we'll get to the actual Super Bowl. Okay, The Super Bowl of stock car racing, uh, Daytona 500, and it's going to be here on ESPN Radio 101.7 The Team. Uh, you can listen to it on the app. You can go listen to the live button on the website. You can go to com and listen to the live button, and you can hear it. And uh, Spencer and I, we're actually going to do a pre-race show, so you can tune in at eleven thirty tomorrow morning. Um, and we're going to have a pre-race show. We got some, uh, we got some interviews with uh, with Kyle Larson. Uh, got some quotes from uh, Kevin Harvick. So uh, definitely uh, make sure you tune in for that. Um, but we got some cool stuff going on, including Albuquerque drag racing is going to get uh, started on March fourth with the Yearwood Street to Strip. And I want to make a, a quick announcement to those of you out there, drag raiders out there. Um, they're switching from an NHRA to an IHRA track. So you need to go to IRA. Uh, I Don't go to the IRA. Go to the IHRA.com. Get your membership set up. Uh, I guess you get an X number. Must be a number with an X in front of it. The only reason I could figure that. Uh, but you need to get that um, if you want to compete for the World championship. Uh, If you want to compete for those points and you will, we will be able to get points um, at your uh, weekly bracket races. So uh, go there and do that. You don't want to show up um, empty handed. Uh, Sandia Speedway, we've been talking a lot about uh, what's going on there. They uh, under new management, they got their first race of the season. The winter series race with uh, Southwest Motorsports um, is tomorrow. uh, Getting that started at 8 a.m. So I got a whole day planned. Uh, of racing in cars so we're going to go out to the track i'm going gonna, I'm gonna to drive out to the track see what's going on then i'm going to come back here spencer and i are going to do um a show for you about 40 minutes uh get you all set for the daytona then we're hauling Bud over to spencer's so everybody's invited so if everybody knows where spencer lives we go over to spencer's big party a big uh, the Daytona 500 party. Um, we're we're going to be doing some betting, RJ. We're going to be uh, you know uh, putting some money down on the board on who's going to win and stuff like that. A lot of fun. So uh, um, uh, pretty excited. But a lot of cool things going on. Of course, Votto uh, Speedway, February 24th is a Friday open practice. Alien Speedway is going to get uh, their 300 lap enduro uh, going on March 4th. Legacy Speedway. That's right, Legacy Speedway. April 1st uh, is their first open practice. Uh, Moriarty MX uh, practicing uh, tomorrow. Nope, looks like it might be a race tomorrow, uh, February 19th. Yucca Point on the main track, the motocross, the DKD mini track will also be going. It's a race weekend from 12 to 5. Uh, All kinds of stuff going
2: on. Uh, Prairie Dogs MC. Dude, what is that? I mean, you're the one that, gave, that found it for me. So, <laughs> hey, whatever help I can get on Facebook, there's a lot of events going on. But pretty much, uh, yeah, it's pretty much the oh, annual Tarantula 100 Red Sand uh, OHF. It's a, it's a really good, uh, the 49th annual, I should say. Okay. this a great event that they have going down there. It's down at Alamogordo. It's uh, at the Red Sands oh, that's OHF. Oh, the, the desert racing guys. Sure is.
1: Oh, yeah. okay. All right. All right. They, they, they changed their name. Uh, prairie Dogs. I mean, we got we got Steve Mays in the house with uh, uh, Russ
3: is gold, and I mean, be a big
1: motorcycle guy. What do you think of prairie dogs for the name of
3: desert racing? Hey, you know, I mean, it sort of works. I mean, there's lots of prairie dogs here in New Mexico, right? So yeah. I guess if you live out in the desert, that's that's the name to have. Well, there you go, <laughs> Dave. Would it change
2: if it was spelled D A W G S? All the difference in the world. All prairie the dogs. difference in the world. <laughs> hey, uh,
1: joining us right now, uh, Mike Gonzalez, uh, and it's. Uh, Cans for Car's Day, I mean, what the hell's going on, Mike?
4: Hey, you know we're just out here trying to help childhood hunger because uh the state doesn't rate so good for that, but we do what we can. How are you guys doing
1: well we're we're having a lot of fun, but I know you are gonna have some fun uh with your cruise uh It's for the uh Saint Felix pantry, right?
4: yeah, absolutely that's the benefactor it's, uh, all rides, all styles all makes all years. Uh, cans and cars, cruise. We're gonna gather at Cafe Bella Capi at 10 a.m. for, uh, a little meet, hang out for about an hour, have a driver's meeting. Then we're going to disclose the, the cruise route. We're heading to Pacific Rim Food Park in the Northeast Heights. We've got a nice route plan. The weather's a little warmer. And then we're gonna hand out some raffle tickets and we have just quite the bounty uh raffle prizes donated by supporting event sponsors including ESPN 101.7 how about that
1: well that's that's fantastic and uh, we have a gave you a, an array of sizes um but don't have any mediums uh we do have some 3x's but they're all at my house so um but uh <laughs> what, what 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 other sponsors have you got that uh, that make oh, this man, happen? we
4: had we had a good outpouring we had um of course yearwood performance center we had, um who else do we have? We have Katoni um, uh, Customs um, and Patina Customs. We have, um, let me see, the Downtown Showdown. We've got uh, Hannah and Adam Customs. All kinds of stuff, man. We have Rio Rancho Tires. Um, we have a good, good bounty. Uh, I got a trunk full of goodies. We're looking to get them out. We're hoping... But that will entice people to come on up and donate Mm -hmm. and, um, you know, give cans. Our last time we did this, we had 850 pounds of donated food for St. Felix Pantry, which is amazing. Wow.
1: Wow! you definitely have to deliver that in your truck, not on your motorcycle.
4: (laughs) Yeah, we've coordinated. They're going to meet us up. The plan is they're going to meet us up there with one of their vehicles. And if not, we got some big old trucks that we'll load up and make sure that that it gets to the right location. But, yeah, we had previously scheduled with them. And then the people up at uh, Pacific Rim Food Park, that's a new concept. I don't know if you've been up there. I haven't. It's a food truck park. It's outside. Uh, We've got some auxiliary parking uh, established. So we're ready to have a good day. And like I said, the weather's looking up. It's much warmer than it has been. And uh, we appreciate all the support of our sponsors, and we have some good RSVPs. There's a lot of excitement. And, yeah, we're looking forward to have a good, community-positive event. Must be present to win, but uh, if you can't cruise and you're stuck with just, like, the minivan or whatever, we'll gladly accept your donations and transport them for you. So anybody can come and just stop off at Cafe Bella Coffee today, 10 a.m. to 11 a.m., and if they're unable to cruise with us, we'll, we'll gladly take those donations and make sure they get to St. Felix Food Pantry.
1: Awesome, Mike. Hey, thanks for coming on and letting us know. Uh, wish you uh, wish you a, a safe and successful event.
4: Wonderful. Thank you so much. We appreciate the support always. Take care.
1: Awesome. Uh, Mike Gonzalez, Cafe Bella, uh, NM Motor Events uh, on Facebook. Uh, you can see all the stuff they got going on. Uh, as a matter of fact, last night, uh, they always, on Friday nights, have a tacos and rides at uh, Cafe Bella, uh, and uh, street tacos are just, I mean, I mean, I didn't know a taco could get any better, but a street taco is even better, so I, so they did it. Uh, some other events that are going on today, a double barrel birthday cruise, uh, uh cruiser shit, yeah, we can say that on ESPN Radio, um, uh, down in uh, uh the first annual Act of Kindness car show uh, over at Courthouse, Uh, Park uh, categories including classic cars, lifted trucks, sports cars, low riders, um, hot rods. And that's in uh, Deming. Um, You also got the uh, Dante's on February 26th, Dante's Benefit uh, Car Show, uh, San Jose Park. But mark your calendars for this one. Uh, Saturday, March 18th at Indian Motorcycle, the chili cook-off. Been there a couple of times. Um, It's absolutely fantastic. So you want to mark your calendars for that. Alright, coming up on the other side, we're gonna we're gonna spend some more time with Steve Mays with uh uh Rust is gold coffee. You've been listening to the New Mexico Motorsports Reporting on ESPN Radio
2: 1017, the team.
1: Uh, this,
0: is, this is Kyle Larson driving number five EL1 Camaro for Hendrick Motorsports. You're listening to the New
4: Mexico Motorsports Report with David Swope on ESPN Radio 1017, The uh, Team. Hi, this is Alison, four time winner of the Indy 500. You've been listening to David Swope by the New Mexico Motorsport
0: Report on ESPN Radio 1017, The Team. The pit stop is over. Let's return to the New Mexico Motorsports Report on Facebook and at nmmotorsportsreport.com. Now, back to the New Mexico Motorsports Report, presented by Gearwood Performance, Albuquerque Dragway, Halbert's Truck and Equipment, and Spoke Real Estate. Here is David.
1: All right. Welcome back to the New Mexico Motorsports Report here on ESPN Radio, 101.7 The Team. And uh, every week we do the uh, Law Tigers event calendar. Um, and so we try and include as much uh, two-wheel um, in this as we can. So we finally decided that we're going to align with uh, some guys that are really into motorcycles. And cho- joining us now is Steve from Russ's Gold. How are you doing this morning, man? Great, David. Thanks for having
3: me on, man. I appreciate it.
1: Absolutely. So uh, i got to ask, um, how how did the coffee thing and the motorcycle thing come together?
3: Yeah, that's that's always the question for us because, first, it's such a unique name, and then also because... You know, um, most people think they kind of go hand in hand and they kind of do. Um, my business partner, Tyson Garcia actually had a sort of like a picking business, you know, like American pickers used to go find old vintage stuff old gas cans, oil cans, things like that. And, uh, he called it rust is gold. So, um, we were both part of a, uh, local motorcycle riding group called the Duke city rockers, vintage style motorcycles, you know, cafe racers, cool stuff. And, um, you know, one, one day I think we were talking about, you know, the the motorcycle coffee shops on the east and west coast, and Tyson had been to a couple of them, and he's like, you know, we could use something like that here. And uh, it kind of just birthed from that the idea. And, uh, you know, as far as motorcycles go, history of cafe racers real quickly is that, you know, they would ride in the U.K. from cafe to cafe, right? So right. coffee is a thing or tea. Right. So we kind of just carried that over, you know, the the whole idea behind the cafe racer. And stuck with coffee, and we love coffee, so it kind of just all goes together. Well, I,
1: I mean, and that makes complete sense uh, when you uh, talk about it. As a matter of fact, there used to be a uh, a place over on Central. Um, what was it? Uh, Shadow Tree Shade Spring- tree. Yeah, yeah. yeah shade ha- tree. I had those guys on the show before. Yeah. Um, and we really got to talk about some cafe racers. And what is really cool about that is that's exactly like the hot rod guys. Sure. Except, except it's a different a different passion now. Uh, my my wife won't let me ride a motorcycle, uh, and and it's it's not because of me. Well, okay, it is because of me, but it is but it's because of the drivers out there and not being aware. Um, I mean, do you guys kind of get involved in kind of some of that you know bike awareness uh, and stuff?
3: Yeah, you know, we try to. The coffee shop and, you know, the racing and the things that we do all take up a lot of time. But we, you know, community is a big part of what we do. We do a lot of uh, charity events, fundraising for different groups and Mm -hmm. stuff. But, yeah, I mean, anytime we can help educate new riders or encourage new riders to, to learn some riding techniques or to go take some classes, you know, education and riding is huge, you know, because, as you know, just driving a car in Albuquerque is dangerous, you know. Two wheels. <laughs> hey, two wheels is far
1: worse, yeah. Yeah,
3: you know, and, and you have to be such a defensive rider, and, um, you know, we encourage being, you know, first of all, sober, obviously, on a motorcycle. Absolutely. So go drink your coffee. It gives you a lot of awareness, exactly. you know, and, uh, and be defensive and watch for other drivers around Albuquerque, because so many people are on their phone not paying attention, you know, and and we see it. I mean, you see it in your car, but we see it on the motorcycles. You know, you pull up next to somebody, they're swerving in and out of their lane, and and they're on their phone, you know, mm-hmm. so obviously we encourage riders to be defensive, but we also encourage encourage drivers to pay attention, you know. Right. There's a lot of two wheels out there, especially now that it's warming up. There's going to be a lot of motorcyclists this year.
1: Mm-hmm. Absolutely. And then, of course, um, uh, Tanya Motor Racing uh, mm-hmm. Incorporated, SMRI, um, we, we uh, have an alliance with them as well. We uh, One of those things, you go and get a bike, um, and it's one thing, you know, but being able to ride it and, and ride it, well um plus there's a lot of cool vintage bikes that that are out there uh talk a little bit i mean you race with those guys yeah we do Yeah, yeah we've
3: been involved with them for about going on about five years now i really just started racing motorcycles i've been riding forever and uh, Tyson sort of encouraged us to, like, get involved in the racing aspect of it. And I think because he feels safer out there than riding on the street, he oh, likes absolutely. to race. absolutely. <laughs> so we uh, we got, you know, into the vintage bike build, the road racing vintage bikes. And then we also got involved in flat track vintage racing, which Neat. has been all new to me, which and it's been a blast. But, yeah, SMRI new ownership, or I'm sorry, the track has new ownership right. this year. And SMRI is still involved with that. We're going to have, I think, much bigger, better events this year. Mm-hmm. But they do track day on Saturday for new riders, somebody who's never been on a track, bring your bike out. They'll uh you know give you a walkthrough on it, you take the class and you can get a racing license. And it's uh it's huge. It's it's awesome.
1: Did you ever get a chance to go to the Sandia Classic? I did, yeah. Yeah, so um this is probably about the fourth conversation I've had <laughs> uh, uh with people associated, the uh, new people, I mean Jim Jim Guthrie mm-hmm. um and you know they they totally are road racers um and drifters. You know? Right. Um, and so I think we're going to see a lot more um, events around that. Um, I had a, a, a talk with um, a CJ with the Law Tigers, um, and he was concerned about what was going on and trying to get the management, so, of course, I sent him some cell phone numbers. Yeah. These, are the, these are the guys that talked to us So said, don't worry, believe me. When I used to run the track back in 2011, our number one um, users were SMRI and uh, Southwest Motorsports, right? Uh, which is on the road course, and uh, I love to hear that they have a budget, um, and a plan to address the surface. Yeah. That's one of the things that, uh, and you guys, uh, run it backwards or we run it backwards. We haven't figured out who's, who's running it the correct way. Yeah, I think we run it backwards. Well, I believe it or not, um, the track was actually supposed to run the way that you run really? it. Really? and then because of the safety for, uh, for the four-wheel guys, we had to turn around the other way. So you actually run it the white way. Right? Oh,
3: interesting. <laughs> yeah, um, the fact that they're going to try and do something about that sur- surface right. out there is amazing because, I mean, you've seen it with cars, but on motorcycles, right. you know, we're crossing cracks in the concrete that's like four or five inches wide, you know? Right. Scary stuff. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, absolutely.
1: And you and we were talking about events, and um, you guys do uh, monthly events. We uh, do. You actually have a... Uh, uh, a cars and coffee for cars on the second Sunday, and on bikes on the fourth Sunday. Uh, talk a little bit about uh, when people get together. What, what's kind of the format of, of the event, or is it just a uh, a drive by and uh,
3: just kind of a meetup? Well, it started out as just kind of a drive by meetup. You know, we had uh, a good friend of ours, Mike Preer, who runs Speed Shark Garage, and um, he wanted to bring a kind of a car get together to the shop and it started out small, but it's just over the last couple of years just gotten massive and it's been every type of car you can think of, you know, Uh, initially we were kind of leaning toward vintage cars and classic cars, but just last weekend we had probably one of our biggest shows and it was Subaru New Mexico and Jeremy. Yeah. And he just brought out, I think 50 or 60, you know, just custom modified Subarus, more Subarus than I've ever seen in my life. Right. And, um, on top of that, we had a chunk of motorcycles, as we always do, and then we had a, a, a ton of classic cars. So we just have this huge parking lot wow. full of cars. Amazing. So we do that second Sunday.
1: That's fantastic. And, and then bikes on yeah. the fourth Sunday.
3: Fourth Sunday, which is getting bigger and bigger as well. Um, motorcycles of all kinds bring anything. But we've really grown it. We've got food trucks now. We've got music. We've got awards, all-state. Uh, one of our neighbors' insurance has become a partner, and they really provide some really cool prizes for for cars and uh, motorcycles well, I mean you you can't beat the
1: ease of the location, yeah uh, getting in and out of uh and that's on uh U-Bank, it's what uh, that's Comanche right yeah so it's yeah. just uh, uh just to the north of Comanche um so do you guys got some is some big fundraisers that you're working on this year? maybe you want to preview one or two them?
3: yeah, for sure we always uh Give our baristas the opportunity to come up with a specialty drink of theirs and, Ooh. uh, for two months they come up with something really cool and a portion of those sales through those two months goes to a charity of their choice. So we just finished one which was a cafe bonbon, bon. it was killer. And, um, our barista Kayla came up with that and it was super popular and ended up raising about $250 for New Mexico, uh, nice. wildlife foundation, which was really cool or wilderness foundation. Nice. And then, um, we're doing a custom build right now of an old Royal Enfield bullet and we will auction that off. So we'll wow. sell, you know, tickets for a drawing and all that money will go to, to a charity
1: now is, is is that the the bike that 's sitting just inside the restaurant it is You've oh, seen it. yeah yeah, yeah. I, I saw it the other day, and I was like, oh man, it looks i didn 't know if that was the set of your podcast or or what was going on, but you guys also do a podcast we do we Tell do us a little bit yeah, about that. yeah,
3: we started the podcast early on about two thousand and eighteen. And um, right when we opened the shop and um, it's been fun, you know, I've learned a ton of stuff. We get people from all over the world really to be on the podcast, either through Zoom or Google or something. And uh, we do local guests as well, but it's always geared towards something like motorcycles or cars, vintage restoration, coffee. We've done a few music things, but it's been cool. Yeah, it's everywhere. It's on all of the podcasting platforms and it's a lot of fun. So how would
1: people uh, connect? Uh, what's the best way to find you on social media website
3: yeah social media easy rust is gold coffee Russ's gold racing we've also got a youtube channel where we've got a little web reality series going about awesome. the shop yeah it's just funny hokey stuff you know the reality of trying to run the shop yep um rust is gold garage on youtube and uh facebook you know um rust is gold coffee or rust is gold racing kind of everywhere and then just our website Russ's gold coffee and rust is gold racing if you do a search it's going to pop up somewhere
1: awesome well i, I gotta admit i had uh, one of your expressos last time yeah I was good till like ten o'clock at night. Yeah, it packs a punch. It's good stuff. I, I, I was solid. Hey, thanks for coming out this morning, uh, man. It. And uh, it definitely uh, keep RJ posted of all your events and stuff. And uh, we'll definitely get together because uh, I, I need some more motorcycle content. And yeah, I, I think uh, I think you got plenty. So yeah, yeah,
3: you know, and we'd love to have you on the podcast, man. We would like to keep it going.
1: Awesome. Well, uh, thank you so much for coming out. Uh, We've got a whole lot more coming up, including on the other side, we're actually going to start talking some Formula One. That's right. The fifth season of Drive to Survive uh, launches next Friday. Joining us uh, from ESPN's uh, Sports Center, one of the producers, Tom McKeon. You've been listening to the New Mexico Motorsports Report here on ESPN Radio. 1017, the
2: team.
0: Hola, buenas bienvenido, este es Tony Canal, el piloto del carro número 14 para ABC Supply, AJ Point Radio. Está escuchando el New Mexico Contest Report con David Sock, de la ESPN Radio 1017, The Team. ESPN Radio 1017, The Team. With David Schwartz, the fastest radio host in the West. The pit stop is over. Let's return to the New Mexico Motorsports Report on Facebook and at NMMotorsportsReport.com. Now back to the New Mexico Motorsports Report, presented by Herewood Performance, Albuquerque Driveway, Halburn's Truck and Equipment, and smoke Real Estate. Here is David.
1: All right, welcome back to the New Mexico Motorsports Report here on ESPN Radio, uh, Radio 101.7, the team. And um, as I would mentioned in the last segment, um, on Friday, uh, February 24th, we're going to drop the uh, first episode of the fifth season of the uh, Netflix series, Drive to Survive. Uh, here's a little taste.
3: In Formula One, you need to be able to adapt. When you need to be aggressive, you need to be aggressive. When you need to be smooth, you need to be smooth.
0: When I'm in the car, I will never give up. Max Stanton, How are you feeling about being in the chair? Um, It's quite comfortable, so...
1: (laughs) So, if you're not excited, um, you have not seen the series. Uh, Joining us is fellow fan Tom McKeon. How are you doing this morning, Tom?
5: David, I'm doing great. How are you, man?
1: I'm doing good. This has got to be one of the greatest things that you know i'm in motorsports is this this uh series that they started because now everybody's trying to get in on it everybody's trying to do it and i don't know if you saw the nascar one but nowhere near as good how excited are you you for the launch
5: oh dude it's it's crazy uh i let's see two seasons ago i woke up at three in the morning and watched them all in a row so maybe that gives you an indication but it's wild i've i've really never seen anything like it in terms of the interest is drawn from people who aren't even sports fans. Man, my mom is watching. <laughs> she watches the races now. She's, like, asking me questions. I'm like, what is going on? She, she's not interested in sports, like, at all. So it's just so far-reaching. It doesn't lack drama. Um, I really hope they, they hone in on, like, the Ferrari yes. just debacle week after week. I know they had cameras with them um some of those weekends, hopefully like monaco things like that where it was just a total disaster always fun
1: oh yeah no it, it it's it's fantastic um because one of the things I really like is is watching uh uh at, at christian horner um and uh and total wolf uh you just kind of like you know go at it um and i it just it's just uh, it's just fabulous uh because the the things that go on behind the scenes um are at least as good as the things that go on, you know, uh, you know, after races.
5: Oh yeah. Give me all the awkward moments. And the team principals usually deliver the best ones, like Horner and basically anybody. So I right. am I am ready for any of those because some of those you don't even know about um during the season. Like right. you you had no idea those even happened. There was one with Cyril Abidable and uh, Christian Horner like a couple years ago with uh with ricardo after he made the announcement and they're just standing they're both standing there and it is incredibly awkward and basically no one had any idea that that interaction even happened until the series ran and it was great it just creates all these headlines yeah
1: it's fantastic and of course like you mentioned uh there's so many things that happen in you know the the cars that aren't running up front and how hard they are working um you know uh, whether it's you know M- McLaren and they're you know they're trying to you know catch or stay ahead of Ferrari or you know any of the other different teams i mean Haas of course uh uh Gunther is just, <laughs> is just absolutely uh phenomenal in um in how he how candid he is but um the uh, 2023 actually sees or the 2022 season um was all around uh Sebastian Vettel's retirement as well um, and I thought it was great how they were able to uh, to cover that.
5: Yeah, I'm gonna I'm like gonna miss him so much because he was just such a tremendous, um, just part of the sport. And I, you know, even off the track, just all the all the conscientious things he's doing, you can just tell he's such a genuine person. Mm-hmm. And um, even when he wasn't necessarily a factor, totally at the front in the last couple of years. Um, just go back to his time with Red Bull and just look at some of the domination he was putting down for for two of those four seasons where he won in a row. It was no question it was over summertime and then the you know the the two race the two seasons that were really close i mean he stepped up at the last moment in Brazil one year um really dramatic, so he can win any any way possible um any scenario he 's done it um, so it 's just like it was we 're just never going to see anybody like him again.
1: Absolutely. 2023 season, uh, getting ready to get started. Uh, What are some of the the first things you're going to watch for going into into this new season?
5: Yeah, I really want to see how much um, Mercedes was hurt by trying to make a competitive car throughout the year last year. They put so much effort into that. You wonder how much um, resources they had to pull towards that rather than getting this new car where exactly they want it. And you saw all the car reveals, they're going with the narrow side pots, uh, at least to start. But a Wolf said that, that could change, but they're, they're going in a very different direction, at least in the beginning. So I'm wondering if it's really going to pay off. Maybe just we, just maybe we can get three teams consistently, um, challenging for the, for the top step. We, we so rarely get that. Uh, it's a lot to ask for, but it could be really fun. And then, you know, selfishly, I, I love Haas and, and their story and, and with, with their new sponsor, MoneyGram coming along, they actually, are at near budget cap when they had n- not been really close, um, you know, as they've been saying the last couple of years. So maybe they can get, they were, they were eighth last year after, you know, a disastrous couple of years before that. Um, uh, maybe they can capitalize on a hot start. Think, think about last year. 34 of their 37 points came in the first half of the year. Yeah. They just didn't bring a lot of updates to the track. Maybe they can do more of that this year with some more money. Um, They're traditionally a fast starter, and then they kind of just don't progress as much as you'd like to see. I really hope with, like, Nico Hulkenberg there now, Um, Kevin Magnuson, they got the veteran presence. Just maybe they can push towards midfield again.
1: Yeah, absolutely. I thought one of the biggest announcements in the offseason actually was um, Ford, uh, you know, coming back. First, I was really excited until I found out it's like, you know, three, four years from now, um, but that's amazing how much the development has to be um, to be competitive in Formula One.
5: Yeah. Look at how much attention Formula One's um, garnered from some manufacturers reason. Like now you hear about the GM and Andretti kind of bid to get into the sport in 2026. Yep. Audi's back in Porsche's trying to get back in on some extent. No, I, I, you just get the feeling like this wasn't on the radar of a ton of different manufacturers, even probably five years ago, but just the, uh, you know, and and Drive to Survive and all that is great because it has brought up a lot of attention from fan fan standpoint, but also the 2026 rules and just making the engines more kind of forward-thinking, more regenerative in terms of electricity and things like that. That's like hybrid systems. That's what's really, I think, drawing a lot of interest um, from manufacturers because they can kind of if they ideally use this then in, in road-going cars for the future. So the changes in 2026, at least for the engine stuff, I think is drawing a ton of interest for these teams. Um, so it's a, it's a really good sign. I don't think has ever been in a better spot than it is right now.
1: Well, definitely. Uh, definitely is exciting, and cars are still um, incredible looking. Uh, now, is, is anybody, I mean, is is Perez the only person that could even catch Verstappen um, in this coming
5: season? No, I, I think... Yeah, I I think he's actually kind of at a disadvantage with with just how good Max is. Mm-hmm. You know, it was fifteen to two in terms of wins last year. It's just so it's going to be so hard to not only establish that he's the number one driver, so that later in the season he's getting the benefit on team strategy and things like that. I really I really think you give George Russell a chance, you give Charles Leclerc a chance, but it, they have the talent. It's just a question of just if the car is going to be there for them. I I know they can. We've seen them compete toe-to-toe with Max um, when they have the car to do so because they have the talent. Samus Lewis, I, I'm not writing him off at all. He, he's he's definitely capable of winning a championship. They just need to provide the cars. If if they do, we could ideally be seeing a fight between multiple drivers like we did way back in like 2010 when there were, I think, four drivers still eligible for the title in the last race. It's a dream scenario, but with the with competitive cars, You you have that you have the talent all the way through the top of the field to do that.
1: That's amazing. What what do you think about um, uh, the loss of Ricardo? I mean, I I think that you know
5: he's such a personality in the sport. I know we we we're without two huge personalities here in in Vettel and Ricardo. Luckily, I mean, going back as a reserve driver for Red Bull, like now you you so rarely ever see second chances in F one, but you're seeing them more and more now with Alex Albon with. Kevin Magnuson. Um, you're, you're just seeing the second chances, which is great because a lot of times, man, when you lose your ride in F1, pretty much done for, mm-hmm. you know, your F1 chance in the future. But I think we've, we're we kind of seeing um, that trend change a little bit. So maybe there's hope to get Ricardo back in. He just struggled so much last year. It's tough to see, but, you know, Leonard Norris literally running laps around him. I think he lapped him at Monaco. Um, mm-hmm. You know, for a talent like Ricardo... You just wonder, hey, maybe, maybe him in the car just couldn't get on the same page. Maybe he still has the talent. Um, I think he'll he'll be able to demonstrate some of that with Red Bull as a reserve driver, um, and just hopefully get back in somewhere. I'm not, I'm not ready, David, just to see Daniel just <laughs> be done as a as a fellow Bills fan. I can't let that happen.
1: Oh, so you brought up the Bills. There uh, you, there you go. There you go. Um, I mean, we we won't even want to get into that because I've, I my. Uh, uh, video producer uh, Was also a Bills fan, and he still hasn't recovered. Oh, um, uh, no, from too that. much pain. Yeah, too yeah. much pain. Uh, well, uh, so i got to ask you, I mean, you, you mentioned getting up at 3 o'clock in the morning. Um, I mean, don't you get up at like 3 o'clock in the morning to do a sports center, be a producer on sports uh, center?
5: Today I did, yes. I do at times. <laughs> um, I don't use, often voluntarily do it ah. if my mortgage isn't on the line, but yep. in, in Drive to Survive's case, I made an exception. But, yes, I am – in fairness used to those hours.
1: Okay. All right. Well, hey, thank you, Tom, so much for coming on. Um I'm sure we'll uh we'll catch up again because we got to uh uh you know about four or five races we've got to then summise, you know, uh where we write, where, you know, what how's it gonna end? But hey, thank you uh thank you for getting up this morning and coming on. I really appreciate you.
5: Absolutely, Bud. Be well.
1: All right. Uh, uh Tom McKeon, uh he is one of the producers for SportsCenter with uh ESPN. Um, in bristol so a uh, uh, big huge sports fan uh and of course uh found out he's a bills fan so uh, i should send him a condolences uh present all right we got a whole lot more coming up including hey the super bowl is tomorrow the super bowl of
2: nascar the daytona
1: 500 you've been listening to the new mexico motorsports report here on espn radio
2: 1017 the team
0: Hey Albuquerque, this is Joey Logano, driver of number 22, Shelpenzo Ford, and you're listening to the New Mexico Motorsports Report with David Swope on ESPN Radio Albuquerque, 1017. Hey New Mexico, this is Alex Goldman, driver of the 48 Ally subway for Motor Motorsports. You're listening Spencer Hill and David Swell on ESPN Radio 101.7 The pit stop is over. Let's return to the New Mexico Motorsports Report on Facebook and at NMMotorsportsReport.com. Now back to the New Mexico Motorsports Report presented by Woodward Performance, Albuquerque Driveway, Halberts Truck and Equipment, and Slope Real Estate. Here is David.
1: Alright, welcome back to the New Mexico Motorsports Report here on ESPN Radio, 101.7 The Team. Um, and as Alex Bowman just said, uh, in the studio, Spencer Hill, how you doing, man? I'm good. Fired up, Dave. We got
6: a huge weekend of racing, and I got to give you a little bit of hell right now. Uh-oh! Biggest weekend of the year. <laughs> we haven't even mentioned the Daytona 500 going on, man. It, it is going to be huge tomorrow. <laughs> As he said, big party coming on. Yeah. Uh, but we have a little bit of breaking news to get us started here this morning. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Thank you, Dan. Like that. Uh, so as you'd reported a couple of weeks ago, we were a little bit nervous because Aztec Speedway uh, was looking like it might be shutting down. But great news coming from our friends up north. Eric Garcia just got named as the new management up there, uh, and he has a lot of huge plans this year. So coming back with another full season, uh, fantastic news for Aztec Speedway. In fact, he is right now searching for volunteers to help with cleaning and straightening up the pits. Uh, including trash and junk removal, uh, cleaning up, replacing banners, raking, some painting the grandstands, just some general maintenance to get that track b- back up and going. So, a uh, huge thank you to Eric Garcia for taking that back over.
1: Well, that's that's really good news because they were actually on the schedule for uh, the Power I uh, Desert Series. Now, I'm surprised that uh, that Dan didn't use the Talladega Nights, um, you know, as as <laughs> your as your breaking Usually news. In you
4: know? Mexico, we're
0: used
1: to just oh, mothers. <laughs> oh my gosh! Yes. Well, there you go. See, right, right on time. So, uh, Alex Bowman, uh, once again, now he said set, actually sets a record. I mean, six times, six consecutive times on the front row. Uh, I mean, you, you you know, Alex. Gonna grow up around Alex, and and of course, uh, uh, we were able to catch up with him after his first victory. Um, I was a little surprised because didn't they say? Didn't Jeff Gordon say? Uh, They were going to focus on the race this time uh, and not the poll, and yet he gets the poll. and who's next to him? Kyle Larson.
6: Yeah, funny how that works out, right? (laughs) As much as they do want to focus on the race, because I believe they were serious when they were saying that. I I don't think Jeff Gordon was lying about that. (laughs) Old Rick Hendrick, he likes coming to Daytona, putting his foot down and showing that they are the ones to beat right out of the gate. They've done it year after year. As you said, he just broke the record. Alex Bowman is the king of qualifying at Daytona, and he showed us
1: why once again on Wednesday night. Well, and it was uh, a a great battle. I mean, actually, it, the margin was fairly big uh, between and and Kyle Larson too. Um, it's like how much more? I, I mean, it's got to be got to be arrow. I mean, it had less drag on the car. I mean, what, what are they doing? Uh, do you think uh, to be able to qualify so fast there? Yeah, so basically there's a, a term called trimmed
6: out, and the difference between being trimmed out and not is the handling of the car. So as you saw, there's positives about it, very fast Chevrolet is for Hendrick Motorsports, but the negative, he couldn't even hold it together during the dual race. He had to bail, he wasn't even in the picture, but that's on purpose, guys. He wants to start from that pole position. Uh, both Alex Bowman and Kyle Larson had very similar setups. Larson... He surprised me on Thursday night in the duel. He was holding on for dear life up front, getting pushed around, shoved. Mm-hmm. Uh, how he didn't get turned around like we saw Kyle Busch, I don't know. I still have not figured that out yet. But he was every bit as trimmed out as Alex Bowman was. But somehow Larson was able to hold on and uh, retain a really good finish for that duel race. But as you said, uh, the fact of being trimmed out, they always come to Daytona. They focus on that single-car speed, and it pays off because they have gotten the pole year after year, and they are the people that you look at as the ones to beat as we go into Sunday.
1: So before we uh, before we move on to the duels, uh, let's talk about uh, uh, Jimmy Johnson. Now, quite a lot of confusion with the 48 on the pole, and, and yet Jimmy Johnson uh, has to qualify in um, on speed, uh, and the 84 made it in on speed as well as Travis Pastrana. I mean, Mm -hmm. talk about how cool those stories are.
6: Yeah, I think those are easily two of the biggest stories going into this weekend. Jimmy Johnson, he is back and in fast fashion, too. Of course, he led opening practice yesterday at an average speed of 194 miles an hour. Second, Chase Elliott. Third, Ricky Stenhouse Jr. Fourth, Alex Bowman. And fifth. Eric Almarola, who really surprised a lot of us in that second duel, picking mm-hmm. up the victory, uh, going back to Jimmy Johnson, though, been out of the car for two years, never raced this next-gen style cup car. He wasn't sure what to expect coming into it. He uh, was a little bit nervous in his qualifying run, actually, because he's never actually shifted into fifth gear in a cup car. When he did that, he said the RPM range was so low, he thought he had a a uh, spark plug wire loose. He thought maybe a, a valve spring was going away. And his crew chief assured him, don't worry. This is what you're supposed to feel. The RPM band is just very different from what you're used to. And as you see, nothing wrong with his race car as he leads opening practice. In fact, uh, final practice going on right now. And uh, it's going to be a really good weekend for that 84 team. I- I'm seeing good things out of that legacy motor uh is it motor company motor or,
1: club motor club that's right all right yeah so my my thoughts that's are, a road racing term that's in your neck of the woods well i'm i'm kind of wondering actually if it's a uh buying a piece you know concept going forward that mm-hmm. that's what i'm wondering about because you could buy a piece of the club you could buy into the club that's very true that, that's my thoughts i all like right. it though it's a good spin on things i i i, I absolutely agree talk about somebody Um, who had a good duel, uh, ended up backing it up with a good win last night, Uh, Zane Smith, uh, uh, racing his way uh, into the race. Yeah, Zane Smith, obviously...
6: Uh, has a big weekend ahead of him already, made his way into the Daytona 500, but picked up a huge truck victory last yep. night after a rain shortened race. Uh, they didn't get to finish out the last 20 laps, which is a huge bummer because I was expecting really, really big moves from a lot of key players, including Chase Elliott was in the field. Corey LaJoy, he looked really good up front. He led, I think, 15 laps last night. Uh, Really, really good drives for both those drivers. But at the end of the day, Zane Smith was able to avoid the wrecks and avoid the mayhem en route to his second Daytona truck win
1: in a row here in this opening race. That's fabulous. The only other person to uh, qualify in, and that was um, on a miracle, uh, Connor Daly. I mean, the money team was money. As you said right there, they were not money going into
6: that race. Uh, They mispracticed. They weren't... Or, excuse me, there was no practice for anybody going into that. But they missed qualifying because they had an oil line break. Uh, They go into the duel. The car looks like it is jumping off the screen. It is so bound down. I don't know what Tony Erie Jr. had in it. Uh, They were trying to trim him out, trying to get that speed in it. But it was undrivable for Connor Daly. Mm -hmm. Uh, He was looking really dismal for him. He was a lap down, way behind the field. And fortunate for him, unfortunate for Austin Hill. Big wreck ensues. Austin Hill, Travis Pastrana, both get taken out in that one, and Pastrana still going to be in on time, of course, but because of that mayhem, Connor Daly, even though he's a lap down, <laughs> he said it was a one in a million chance, he is in the Daytona 500 tomorrow.
1: Uh, a lot of, lot of great stories. Uh, Xfinity, uh, let's, don't, let's don't miss some Xfinity, that's going on today. Uh, what, do you, what do you see there?
6: I'm seeing, I think, the Junior Motorsports cars are going to be really good this year. They have a new driver with Brandon Jones coming onto the team. Uh, a lot of really fast cars, too. I don't really know what to expect with so many new names and new places, uh, but that's something that we're all going to be able to check out here in just a couple hours. And don't worry, uh, we got a little precursor to that with the Ark Menard Series coming up right before that. Malcolm, three wide in the middle.
1: Frankie Muniz going to be in that race. Wow. All right. Well, also, mark your calendars tomorrow. We're going to be back here at 1130. Uh, Spencer and I are going to do a pre-race for the Daytona 500, a a pre-race show, and a pre-party show. So uh, definitely tune in for that. Hey, thank you, Dan. Thank you, RJ. And, of course, Spencer, thank you for coming in. Uh, tune in next Saturday. We'll have all kinds of new stuff on the New Mexico Motorsports Report here on ESPN Radio. 101.7 The Team.
0: Listening to the New Mexico Motorsports Report, presented by Yearwood Performance, Albuquerque Driveway, Albright's Truck and Equipment, and Swope Real Estate, here on ESPN Radio 1017 join us daily at nmmotorsportsreport.com and become part of the community. Tune in next week, where your host, David Spolk, will be talking about events happening around the state and on the national scene. Whether it's got two wheels or four wheels, pavement and off-road racing, or park and shine, if you are into it, we are into it.